This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. That's right. This is the Pick'em Podcast, and we have a special Pick'em Podcast because I got my guy, a.k.a. Devin, a.k.a. Dev Goes Fishing on Instagram, friend of the program. How you doing, buddy? What's going on, man? Doing great. So we're going to pick head-to-head against each other for UFC 238. You've looked over the card. You're a fan. I've looked over the card. Hopefully, we. I have a lot of, I don't know if you've done this. I think there's a lot of interesting fights here. I've marked down because what we're going to do is you're going to pick first, and then the next fight I'll pick first. We'll rotate who's picking first. And I got a lot where I could go either way because <clears throat> you need some tension. You need you need a, someone going the other way. If we all pick the same fighters, that's gonna be no fun. Yeah, man. I really feel like I really feel like whenever I hear the podcast, I really feel like our picks are always so similar. So I, I guess we're just gonna have to see. We're gonna have to see. Yeah, <laughs> I have a lot. I have a lot written down here because there's there's a lot. Of, I like either way. So, like I said, we're gonna we're gonna bounce back and forth uh, for the the fight. So, since you're the guest, you're the honor guest. I'm gonna have you pick first. First fight of the night. It's going to be Kate, Caitlin Chikagian, who is a minus 110, versus Joanna Calderwood, JoJo Calderwood, who is a minus 120. Um, so it's pretty much a pick em fight. Who do you like in this fight? I have really, truly never been too impressed with either one of these fighters. Um, Chikagian just kind of has that little quick style, and she does the ah, ah, ah with all right. the punches and I've never been one of the biggest fans of that style. I do like Joan Calderwood for this fight, though. I feel like her boxing and her stand-up is a lot nastier. Her knees are really, really deadly. She does have good takedowns. She does a lot of trips. And I just feel like she has that knockout power where she can finish this fight against Chikagin, who is just really, you know, a stick-and-move type fighter. Right. Couldn't agree more. I I mean, here we go. I mean, I, I can't pick against my girl Joanne. I, I love her accent. And she is the little cutest little mouse I've ever seen in my life. She's really stepped up. She's training at Syndicate Vegas, which is where my boy Chris Curtis is training at as well. She's impressed me her last two fights. I know she's had some bumps in the road. She's fought way better uh, competition. Chikagian was a hot girl coming on the scene. I believe she trains at a jersey with Mark Henry. But you're right. She's one of those like tennis players. You know, They always grunt when they hit the ball. That's what she's doing in fighting. She's doing her little pot shots. and shes I don't think she's ever been finished or she's never finished a fight. Probably going to go to decision. Um, if you're going to bet it, I would lean towards Joe. And I'm going to pick Joanne. So we're, we're both on the agreement for Joanne. I, I, women's fighter are tough to bet because it's rare that they, they get finished. And it's probably going to go to decision. Both these girls are tough. So we're on the same page for Joanne there. I couldn't, I couldn't go against my girl, Joanne called a word. So we're on the same page there. We're off to a good start here. Next up, we have Eddie Wineland, who was uh, a minus 135 versus... Gregor Povob, who was 14 and 2. He's a plus 105. I'm gonna pick first on this one. Uh Povob is making his UFC debut. This is this guy is Russian, but he looks Asian. I don't know if you've ever seen a picture of him. Trains at a Tiger Muay Thai. He looks Filipino, but he's a Russian cat. Uh Muay Thai champion, I believe. He's at uh he is 14 and 2 overall. He's fought nobody. I mean, this guy's fought nobody. Edwin Wineland, I mean, the guy's fought everyone. He's been around forever. He's got a nice little number next to his name uh, at minus 135. He's a small favorite. However, I'm going to pick the underdog. I'm going I'm going Pobov by knockout. Who you got, bud? 
you know what? You're not going to like this because I completely agree with you. <laughs> I grew up watching Eddie Wineland fight. I watched him fight in WEC. He's, he's been fighting for a long time. And this guy, Gregory Pobov, I was watching some of his fights earlier today. He fights out of, I fights out of Tiger Muay Thai. He has nasty, nasty stand-up. His stand-up is, is, it's nasty. He, I just don't know if Eddie Wineland can, can take what he's going to deliver. I just, I don't think it's going to happen. And I agree. I think, TKO referee stoppage, probably second round. Love it. So we're both on that. So that's a, that's an underdog pick right there from, from Devin. Devin's even got an underdog pick. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> UFC debut, good striker. Eddie, I've seen him in the past fight other strikers, and he is pretty well-rounded. Like we just talked about, he's been around forever. But he's never going to take anyone down. I mean, he might. If he if he's fucking around, he might take someone down. But uh, I think I think you and I are on the nose with uh, Pova. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna smack Wyland up. I think Wyland, <clears throat> he's inactive a lot as well, and he he's he's been in there with better competition because Pova's like fought bus drivers. But um, it, it's it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be interesting. I'm 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 looking forward to it. All right, so next up, this is a good fight. I'm excited about this fight. We have Bevon Lewis, who is a minus two thirty five favorite, versus Darian Stewart, who is a plus one eighty five underdog. Devin, who do you like? So, this is this should be. I would say this should be almost a pick 'em fight. Yeah. Um, I it's it's a hard call. Bevon Lewis looked really really good against Uriah Hall in his last fight until he just got thunderstruck, and it was. I'm sure you watched that fight, and it was yeah. really really one sided right up until that point. Right. In Uriah in Uriah Hall fashion, he just pull something out of his back pocket and you know all of a sudden the fight's going another way um darren stewart looks good though he does have good takedowns he has really 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 nasty nasty top control really really good elbows from the top um this is this is darren stewart also has good stand-up it's gonna be a hard fight to pick i feel like it should be almost a pick em fight um i'm gonna go with bevon lewis but it could go either way yeah, it could go either way. Yeah, this fight's impossible. I like this fight a lot. It's impossible to pick. I picked Bevon Lewis. He was part of my parlay. The upset Uriah Hall. I've never been a Uriah Hall guy. He's a, he's he's great. And I was literally gonna cash like probably like twelve hundred, and Bevon got knocked out in the third round, and I fucking cried. Uh, Darius Darius is a tough dude. He's he's one of those guys that he he gets overlooked a little bit. He's got some good wins. He's kind of well rounded. He he's got a great chin. You're not gonna finish the fucking guy. And he's got good hands, a good top control, like you said. He's fought a lot of really talented and tough dudes in at 185. Uh, Bavon, he's a little young in the game. He's six and one. He's obviously first loss was Uriah Hall. Um, <clears throat> I, this was a, I completely agree with you as well. This should have been a pick em fight. This line's a little high for Bevon Lewis. I know he's, he's coming off the contender series. He's got a lot of hype from there. He does have a lot of power. He looked great against Uriah Hall. However, I, I, I like Darian Stewart. So we're, this is our first disagreement. I'm taking the underdog and Darian Stewart, um, the dentist. I think, I just think he's going to come out. I think he's a little more, um, grizzled. I think it's going to be a similar to the Uriah Hall fight. I think. Bevon's going to come out fucking swinging and, and maybe even look good early. And I think Darian Stewart's probably going to take over the fight. However, Darian Stewart gets tired. I mean, after midway through the first round. So look out for that, but we're in a disagreement there. You like Bevon and I like Darian Stewart. Okay. Next up, this is going to be a fucking hell of a name to pronounce. 
Egjon Yan. Sean Lan, I don't know how the Chinese do the X's in their, their alphabet. She is minus 190. She's 10 and 1. She's a favorite against Angela Hill on short notice, who is 9 and 6, and she's a plus 155. I believe it's my turn to pick, right? Yep. Um, <clears throat> this is an interesting fight. I like Angela Hill a lot. I've said it time and time again. Probably pound for pound, funniest person on Twitter in the MMA world. She's she's great. She's really, really funny. She's taking. She's coming off a win after coming off a really ugly loss to Random Marcos. She's trying to stay hot. She's trying to stay some, uh, have some momentum. Yan is a girl who I don't know much about. We, you were texting me, uh, messaging me earlier today, saying you had to look her up. I did the same thing. I, I've seen her fight before, but it was kind of, I kind of forgot about it. If I'm being honest with you, good stand up, good all around. She's fought really good competition. A lot of the the ladies she fought before the UFC were really tough in China and Japan and stuff. She's a good striker and she's good all around. Uh, Angela Hill looked fantastic in her 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 last fight, but I'm gonna take the favorite. I'm taking Yan uh, probably by decision again. I don't think a finish is gonna happen. So who you liking this one? I think I'm gonna agree with you on this one. You can't really dispute ten and one. She is a favorite for a reason. I've never really been too impressed with Angela Hill. I feel like in her fight she can be broken. Her will can be broken. Yep. You know, I I just I I can't feel confident picking her. Nine and six record. If um, unfortunately, if she was possibly a male fighter, and a you know if she was a one fifty five pound male with a nine and six record, she probably wouldn't be fighting in the UFC. She'd be gone. Um, yeah. she, she does have a great Twitter though. It's yeah, funny. But she's really funny, and I mean, I think that's where her career maybe go. I mean, if she ends up nine and nine, uh, like you said, I mean, you eventually got to cut her. But it's it's a numbers game. They can't. They don't have a lot of women in that weight. So, and you know, I know it's hashtag me too, but I mean, it's true. Like, if, if she was not Elias Theodore, who was 17 and three, eight and three in the UFC, he just got cut. So, I mean, if it was a competitive weight class, like you said, if it was 155, she'd be gone. But yeah, I mean, Angel Hill is, <clears throat> you hit the nail on the head. I mean, I, I figured we were going to go the same way on this one. Uh, I, I actually thought this fight would be a little higher um, because after her performance of a random Marcos where she got smoked. Uh, Angel Hill, that is. And uh, Jan's got a nice little record. And she's got some good wins. I was scouring over her record. And there's some tough gals in there. Girls I didn't know, but have some decent records. So we're in agreement with that one. Sorry, Angela Hill, if you're listening to this. Uh, we, Me and Devin do not sorry. like you. Yeah, sorry. We don't like you. <laughs> you're not a bad person. Um, <laughs> just might be going down the trail somewhere. Right, right. Yeah, that's true. Like, that's the thing. It's like... I, I, I enjoy it because I don't see it all that often, but like if it's like in my face and she's like trying to make a joke for everything and it becomes like a like a chael son and bit, then it's like, all right, let's let's cool it. All right, next up, this is a, this fight, you know, I'll preface is probably the hardest fight for me to pick on the card. I this was the last one I, I decided on. So we got Ricardo Lamas, who is six uh what is that? 19 and 7. He's a plus 135 underdog versus Calvin Cato from Boston Mass. He is 19 and three. He's a minus 165 favorite. Devin, who do you like in this fight? I like both fighters. Ricardo Lomas, I think he's 37 years old now, um, which is for a 145 pound fighter, that is your, he might be the oldest 145er. I'd like to look that up, but I'm pretty sure he is the oldest 145er. He did have a good scrap with Max Holloway. I mean, he didn't. You know, Max isn't the most powerful puncher, but he couldn't put him out. Right. Um, but I do like Calvin Cater for this fight, though. His stand-up, he does have the power. He does have the put-together stand-up. He does have – He's. I think he's just a little bit more of a complete fighter, and he's he's got youth on the side. And he's he's on the come-up. One's going – you know, the trajectories are different. One's going up, and I feel like one is 
you know, right. one's going down. Yeah, I Cal- wonder when Ricardo Lamas's last fight was. Um, I think it was in 2018. And he did. He lost a third round decision July 9th, 2018 against Marsad Bekdik. Yeah. And then he, he knocked out on the 17th of November in 2018. He did knock out Elkins. Elkins. Yeah, right. So, you know, there is, he does have those good names. Um, it's a hard, it's a hard one for me to pick, but I am going to go Calvin Cater. Calvin Cater. Yeah. I mean, Ricardo Lamas is one of those guys. He's, I mean, I've been burned by him so many times betting. <clears throat> I mean, cause he's a good grappler. And then for, for a couple fights, he stopped grappling. He was like standing up with guys like the Josh Emmett fight. I picked Lamas over Emmett. Emmett fucking uh, knocked him into the next bad. world. Yeah, it was brutal. And then, um, you know, he lays an egg against Bet- Bectic, who I don't think saw that great. Beats it a tough Elkins, but you know, I mean, Elkins again, he's just tough. I don't think he's world class. Calvin Cater coming out of Lozon school, a hot name. Um, him and I have exchanged DMs. He was going to come on the podcast before, kind of, kind of got cold feet last minute. He's a good up and coming name. Uh, he's got that sick knockout over Shane Burgos, which was, I mean, Shane Burgos is another one of those guys that's like a Calvin Cater. They're obviously, I think they're going to fight again. Uh, mm-hmm. the only, and his only really blemish in the UFC is his loss to Renato Moicano, who, I mean, that guy's Moicano's world-class. Mm-hmm. I just, I've had pause because again, Lamas has burned me in the past. It's like a thorn in my side and I don't know which way to go with him at all times. Cause there are times where he can turn on and look great. And there are times you come out and lay an egg. Calvin Cater is a big 145er. Ricardo Lamas, muscler, but he's shorter. He's older. Like you mentioned, um, Calvin Cater again is is the hot name out there but i keep going back to fucking this guy in my head i mean he's completely in my head fucking ricardo lamas is playing you know playing me like a puppet right now i'm gonna take lamas at the underdog money i like him at plus 135 it's i don't love it i wouldn't i mean come saturday because we're doing this a little early so come saturday during the fight i might be like why the fuck did i pick ricardo lamas and i'm sure i'll say that in the middle of a fight when Calvin Cater is brutalizing him. But right now, my dumb brain's telling me Ricardo Lamas is going to get this upset. He's going to upset Calvin Cater. So we're disagreeing there. We split hairs there. And uh, let's keep this ball rolling. Next you up. Go with your gut, man. Got to go with my gut. And, he, and I'm telling you, my gut's going to change tomorrow. I'm going to fucking be so mad that I pick Ricardo <laughs> Lamas. But I'm sticking with it. I have it written down, so I got to stick with it. Uh, next up, we got Carolina Kovacavich, who is 12 and 4. She's minus 160. Very easy on the eyes. And you got Alexa Grasso, who is 10 and 2. She's a plus 130. Um, I think it's my pick, right? Yeah, you did the last one. Um, I, I don't have too much, uh, you know, to analyze this fight. I think Grasso, ever since she's been signed to UFC, ever since I heard her name, I think she's been a little overrated. I don't, I mean, she has doesn't have a signature win. She's fought good competition. I don't really like her game all that much. I think she's she's a little stagnant at times. I think she's pulled out of a ton of fights. She's obviously got smoked by Tatiana Suarez, which is no, you know, not a big deal. She does have a split decision win over Randa Marcos. But, you know, she's got ups and downs, everything like that. Uh, Kovacavich is a girl who, uh, again, I've bet on numerous times because I think she's, she's world-class. I mean, she has a winner against Rose. She has a war against Joanna. She got knocked out by Jessica Andrales, and she just lost her last fight. She lost a decision in her last fight. I can't remember the time. Let me see who she lost to. Uh, Michelle was, Watterson. Yeah, yep. Karate Hottie got her. But Karate Hottie decided to wrestle her. So this is a bounce-back fight for her. I like uh, Kovacavich in this fight. I like Carolina. I'll never pick against her. Um, so, yeah, that's what I got. Who do you like, Devin? 
I'm probably going to agree with you. I do feel like Alexa Grosso has pulled out of quite a few fights. Um, Karolina Kovalkiewicz, um, I, I have always liked her. Um, you, she is easy on the eyes. I'll Hello. You there. <laughs> Hello. Right? Yeah, she's... You know? I don't find a lot of like MMA fight. Like, I mean, obviously you got the Gina Caranos. I never thought Ronda was, I, I was never on the Ronda train. I was like, yeah, you know, she is what she is. But Carolina, yeah, there's something about her, man. She's Polish though. So no offense to anybody who's Polish, but. Nothing wrong with that. No. <laughs> but, um, she, you know, she has impressed me in the past. Um, she does have a win over Rose, which is very, very impressive. Rose is probably the most besides, besides Shevchenko, I would say that she is the most technical woman fighter as far as just pure technical skills. I really do like Rose, but back to Carolina Kovalkiewicz. I I I feel like she should win this fight. Um I feel like you know her her stand up is really good and her takedown defense might not be the best as we saw in her last fight against Michelle Waterson, but still I'm going to I'm still going to pick with her. I really I really do. I really do think she has what it takes to finish this fight. Maybe not a TKO, maybe not a knockout, but I think she'll pull the decision out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just I've never been impressed by Grasso and in, in, in she's long periods of inactivity. Carolina's two losses in a row, which I think is the first time she's ever had in a career. Actually, no, she's lost two in a row before in the UFC. Back to back losses uh a while ago. But um, yeah, I mean, I just I just think it's gonna be a decision. I think probably all these women fights will probably go to a decision, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, so we're both on a green mill, Carolina. I think that was uh, I think that was a no brainer until we're wrong and then we're gonna look like assholes. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Next up, we had this fight. I'm at this fight's got some heat. Both these guys don't like each other. This should be a good one at 135. You got Pedro Munoz, who is 18 and three. He's a minus. What I got here? I don't. I can't read my own handwriting. Let me go to. What is he? I know he's. I'm. Excuse me. He's a plus. He is a underdog. Plus one fifteen, and Aljo is minus one forty five. There you go, nailed it. And uh, it's Aljamain Sterling who is one forty five. Um, you pick first on this one, Devin. Who do you got, uh, bud? This is a tough pick. It um, is. They have very similar records. Very very similar records. Um, Pedro Munoz did just come off that, and I don't know if I've called an impressive win against Cody Garbrandt because Cody Garbrandt. I don't know what's going on with him, but anyway, Pedro Munoz, I I do like him. His stand-up is pretty good. He does have crazy, crazy, crazy good jujitsu. Aljo, the backpack, I feel like also does have good ground game. His stand-up, you know, I don't know about his stand-up so much. I, I I know it's improving. I know who he trains with. Um, Ray Longo, you know, he he trains with the best of the best, and. For some reason, I do feel like I'm going to go with Pedro Muno, so I'm going to go with the underdog with this. I feel like he has the chin for it. I mean, you saw what happened to Aljo when he did take that knee from – when he took that knee and, and he got completely knocked out. Right. Yeah, he's he's I, not built for combat like Pedro is. I tell yeah, you, that. I, 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 you You saw in the, in the last fight with Cody Garbrandt, I feel like in those wild exchanges, Cody Garbrandt was getting the better of him in that in those wild exchanges until yeah. he caught Cody and you know and put him away and you saw Marlon Marias did to Aljo right um, I, I love Aljo I do like the camp he comes from I, I love Ray Longo I love Matt Sarah I, I love those guys I like I like what they put out there but I do feel like I'm gonna go with the underdog I'm gonna go with the there you go Devin's right on, on the underdog I I like I love that pick if I'm if I'm opening up my checkbook, checkbook, what am I fucking hundred? If I'm opening my wallet on Saturday to place some bets down, the first fight I'm going to is this fight. This fight's very interesting. I think there's a nice number next to Aljo's name too. 
I thought he would be a little bit of more of a favorite. I know Pedro's coming off that big win. Um, Aljo's awkward, right? His stand-up's really weird. He's got cardio for days. He's gonna, he doesn't really, I mean, he does have good submissions, but I don't think he's gonna submit Munoz. Munoz is so sick on the mm-hmm. ground. So he's gonna, he's gonna kind of grapple fuck him. He's gonna put him against a cage. He's gonna use a lot of his pressure. Munoz has looked better and better. I've been high on this guy forever. Um, I believe he lost a split decision to John Dotson forever ago, which I was so pissed about because I thought he won that fight. Uh, Cody, the Cody fight kind of sucked for me because I like Cody a lot. He's an Ohio guy. I'm an Ohio guy. And Cody just fought like complete moron because you're right. I thought Cody was getting the better of that fight. And then just, he was like, oh, let me just put my fucking head down and close my eyes. So, um, this was a fight that I had marked where I could go either way. I was going to go opposite of you. I love your pick with Pedro because he's an underdog. I think that line will move since we're doing this a little, uh, you know, almost two weeks out from the, the card. I think that line will move. But I like I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Aljo because I'm gonna go different with you. I really do think this is a pick 'em fight. I'm having Aljo. You got the underdog. I just think Aljo's a little too awkward, and I think uh, you're right. I think if Pedro can connect though, because Aljo he can't take it. I mean, Marais slept him with the knee. He's been dropped before. He's mm-hmm. not he's not built for it. But I mean, I I just think he's too awkward. and I think he's gonna have a good game plan, and it's probably. I don't think it'll be the most exciting fight. I mean, it could be because Pedro is that good on the ground. It could create a lot of scrambles. But, yeah, this fight's going to the ground almost immediately. So we're different there. You got the dog, and I got Aljo. So next up, uh, we're almost working our way to the main card here. You got Tatiana Suarez, who's the biggest or second biggest favorite of the night. She's a minus 1,100 favorite is what I have her here. She has since – Yeah, she is a little high – a little lower uh, on um, – on odd sharks right now. And then she's fighting Nina Ansaroff, AKA Mrs. Nunez, Amanda um, Nunez's wife. She is a plus 600 underdog. And I'm going to save everyone some time. I'm not going to, I mean, Nina Ansaroff, no disrespect. You know, I think your wife's probably the best female fighter that's ever lived. But Tatiana Suarez is going to mow through Nina Ansaroff like, nobody's business. Tatiana Suarez is long. She's big. She's almost like the female John Jones at this weight because she's got that leverage. She's got the long arms. She's got the wrestling. She's got a little bit of swag about her now. She's really confident. People are calling her out. She's not even the champion and people are calling her out because they know she's going to be champion one day. So Tatiana Suarez, this will be the finish. This will be a finish. I think she'll finish Nina Antrop within two. Who you got, Devin? I'm unfortunately going to have to agree with you, man. Yeah. Um, Nina Ansaroff is, you know, she was thinking about retiring. I saw it a couple fights back and then I, I guess she went on a little run and said, you know, my, my wife's a two division champion. I gotta, you know, I gotta, I gotta keep face here and keep on fighting. Right. Um, stay face and keep on fighting. Tatiana Suarez is, I mean, now that Rose isn't there, I can root against whoever the champion is as long as it's not Rose. And I think, Tatiana Suarez is going to be in that position. If she does fight Andrade, I think she beats her. If she fights Rose, unfortunately, I think she beats her. I I just think she beats everyone. Her ground game is just disgusting. And I really, really think it, this this fight, I think you're right. I think she's just gonna move through her yeah. TKO from like it's it's just probably gonna be bad. Yeah. I mean, you you need to answer. I I completely missed that. Yeah, a couple fights ago. When she lost, she's like, I was going to retire, but they talked me back into it. Now she's going on run. I don't like women that are like, I'm going to retire or any fighter, not just women, just any fighter. I don't like, I'm going to retire. And then all of a sudden, let me, let me win. Now you're going against the young, hungry, 
Ultimate Fighter winner who's pretty much smoked everybody. I don't think anybody's really touched her yet at this weight. Um, she'll be within on. I mean, it, unless they rematch with Rose with Andrade, which I think would make sense. It depends if Rose wants it. The winner of this yeah, fight, will, yeah, the winner of this fight will go against Andrade, one hundred percent. So I think we're both in agreement. That's that's an easy pick on the night. And crazy enough, she's not the highest favorite of this night. We got a co-main event that's even higher, which is insane. Alrighty, I believe one, two, three. Okay, so this is the first fight of the night. We're on, we're out, we're live, as Bruce Bruce, Bruce Buffer would say. First fight of the pay per view. We have Ty Tuavasa, who is a minus one eighty. He's ten and one versus Blagoy Ivanov, who is a plus one fifty. He is what is he seventeen and two? Um, Devin, who do you like in this heavyweight matchup, bud? I have to go with the Aussie. Okay. Tied to Ivasa. Blagogoy, Blagoy Ivanov, his last fight against Ben Rothwell, I think that he lost that fight. Um, I I don't know if you watched that fight. I, I did. I, he he I, lost. I, he, he 100% lost that fight. You know, and tied to Ivasa, his only loss is to JDS, who is in a probable title eliminator to fight for the belt. Right. Um, JD, JDS is no joke, man. You can't, you know you can't ever count that guy out of a fight. And, and Ty, you know, he did good. His Once he was on his back and he was taking those punches, he did look a little, you could tell he was definitely still a young fighter, how he was trying to just attack off his back and he really wasn't defending himself. But I still have to go with him. He has, I mean, that guy has a bomb in each hand. It's, yeah. You know, he's got a, a hammer and a, a hammer in one hand and an ax in the other. Like this guy, he's, his standup is dangerous. He, his body shape is really, really funny. Like just the way that he's built is really, really funny because yeah. you don't look at him and you don't see a guy that could put you out. But he is probably one of the hardest punchers in the heavyweight division, and that to me that says a lot. Like right. he, he's he's got a cannon. He's he's got cannons in both hands, and his stand up is a little bit sloppy. Um, it's you know it's not all the way put together, but he's got power. And in the heavyweight division, all it takes is that one you know just a, just a touch on the chin and you're out. And I I really think Tai also is going to take this. I don't even know if he's the underdog. I don't I don't even remember the odds. Yeah, he's he's a slight favorite. He's at minus one favorite. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I mean he he is also a bigger fighter than Blagoy. Blagoy is five eleven. He's six two. Seventy five inch reach for Ty. Seventy three inch reach for Ivanov. I, I just think Ty's the hungrier fighter. He was coming off that loss to JDS, and I feel like he's just going to want that one back, and I feel like he's going to take it right. take it out on Blagoy Ivanov. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, I, I wanted to disagree with you because this is, I mean, I know Ivanov's a little bit of an underdog here. It is close to a pick em. They They both have great records, Ivanov. They both have a loss to JDS. Ivanov fought that boring-ass fight out there in Utah, I believe. Uh, Boise on a fight night against JDS and it was it was it was dreadful. Um, he had you know they both had wins over Andre Lasky I believe as well. They have common common opponents. All the interviews from like a year ago that I watched of people who trained with Ty talk about how just insane this kid is. You're right. He's got like he's flabby a little bit. He doesn't have the great body. He's built kind of like Mark Hunt a little bit, a little bit taller of a Mark Hunt, but real loose. But he's pretty athletic. He hits like a fucking truck. He's young too. I mean, he's only 26 years old. He's 10 and 1 in MMA. He does have some kickboxing experience. I like uh, tying this fight as well. I, w- I would like to pick against you on this, but I just I don't like Ivanov. I don't like his style. I think Ty's going to catch him. I think it's going to be slow paced. Hopefully Ty has uh, you know some real good takedown offense because I think Ivanov will try to take this fight down multiple times. Um, so as much as I w- would like to go against you, play opposite, play devil's advocate, I can't bet against Ty. However, 
I wish I could because I don't want to see him do a shoey. Because if you're <laughs> drinking beer out of a shoe of someone else's shoe, that's gross enough. I'm like, okay, whatever, you know, fuck it, it's just beer. But then you make him spit in it, and then I'm out. You know what I mean? I can't. I just can't do it. And he's gonna win, and he's gonna drink fucking twenty thousand chewies or whatever the hell they have there. So we're in agreement there. I think, I, yeah, I just I couldn't get a mess tie. You said it perfectly. I think you broke that fight down pretty well. I, I, there's nothing else to say besides Ty hits too hard, and it's gonna come down to that one punch if he can put even off out or not. So. Next up, 135 pounders. Here we have Jimmy Rivera, who is 22 and three. He's a plus 260 underdog versus Petra Jan, who is 12 and one. He's a minus 330 favorite. Uh, I'm picking first in this fight. This fight was tough for me to pick. I've I've been a Jimmy Rivera fan for a while. He fought Dennis Bermudez to get into the house uh, on the Ultimate Fighter, and he lost. And uh, that was a shame. And I thought he looked really great. He didn't make it into the house. Made it to the UFC. Had a crazy record. I met him in Cleveland when he beat Uriah, Hall, or Uriah Faber. Um, he's just not. He's his last fight. He was just stuck in mud against Aljo. He didn't pull the trigger. He's he's a point fighter. He doesn't really go for the finish. Marlon Marais sent him packing with a head kick. Um, uh, he got outstruck by Aljamain Sterling, which you you know that's you probably shouldn't tell a lot of people that. If I'm being honest with you, um, mm-hmm. he was in the corner just talking about how he was stuck in mud and all this. However, Petra Yan, this fucking guy. He's bothering me a little bit, right? I, I, I've i seen every single one of his fights. He's being, I mean, extremely arrogant. And it's weird that I could, I like some arrogance and some I don't. I think, I don't think Jan has earned it yet. He looked good against John Dotson. He, he clipped John Dotson a few times. Maybe should have went for the, maybe could have had a finish if he pushed it a little more. Um, it, I was torn on this fight because Jimmy Rivera's got such a big number next to his name. I mean, he's plus two sixty. That's a nice little kickback. You put some put some shekels down on him. And Jan is a heavy favorite. Vegas is respecting Jan a lot. I went back and forth, and I and I hate to do it, but I'm gonna pick Jan. I think Jan's gonna win. I think Rivera's gonna come out there stuck in mud again. And I think if 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 Aljamain Sterling outstruck you, then I think you're gonna have a problem against Petro Jan. Yeah, man, I, um, you know, again, I got to agree with you. If he got outstruck by Aljo, that's, you know, that's, I I just don't think that says a lot. Um, he says he was stuck in mud, you know, all that. But I, Petter Jan just has a great record. He's beat some good names his last couple fights, you know, decision against John Dodson. But like you said, he dropped him. I know he TKO'd, he TKO'd Douglas De Silva de Andrade. He's he's just got some good he's got some good wins. He knocked out Teruto Ishihara in round one. He's he's got good he's got good wins. He's a good fighter. He is a little arrogant, but you know, look where it took McGregor. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I and, hate to bring him up in a in a podcast. I know it. <laughs> look where it took him. So, I know. You know, it. your mouth does take you to places, and if you can back it up, then by all means, I I do agree with Vegas. He should be a favorite. Maybe not as steep as it as as it is. Yeah, he's pretty high. You know, what is he on? Uh, what is the number? 330. I have him 335, 330. Yeah, 330 is what Oddstar's got him. He's kind of bounced around, but he's he's in the 300 range. So if you were to, if you, if you were a betting man and yeah. you wanted to try to earn yourself some money, Jimmy Rivera probably wouldn't be the worst pick. Right. As far as you know, you're not betting against Shevchenko with her crit, you know. Right. Or you're not betting against you're not betting against 
you know, you're not betting against um, Tatiana Suarez either. Right. Which, the, you know, those two bets, if you were to go with the underdog on those, I'd call you crazy. Yeah. Jimmy Rivera, if you were to go with him, I would say, you know, you've got a good shot. You've got a good number to make some money on, too. I am going to pick Petr Jan, but Jimmy Rivera is not a bad underdog pick. Like you said, he's been around for a while. He's been he's been fighting for a while. He he's a little more experienced than Petr Jan is probably as far as competition goes, as far as who he's faced. But I think Petr Jan is there to prove something, and I, I really think, you know, in that in that 135 pound division, I don't think many guys have what it takes to beat. You know, Marlon Marais. Right. And I think this guy could be one of the dudes that would give him his best fight. Maybe not tomorrow, but in the future. In the future. So I'm going to go with Petr Jan. Um, but Jim Rivera is not a bad underdog pick. So if you're going to bet some money and you want to make some bets on some safe money, Jim Rivera is probably one nice of the number. safest bets on this whole card. <clears throat> you know? Right. Yeah. You look up down this card, there's a lot of plus 100s, plus 135 underdogs. Which are great prices. Then you got the plus seven fifties, the plus six hundreds. Really, only assholes bet that because you know they'll put a hundred bucks down to win money, and then they'll brag about it. Like you put that down because that's an outrageous number. It's the same reason people go to the horse races and they bet the thirty to one, you know, horse or whatever it is because mm-hmm. they want to brag about it. But you don't really think that person was going to win. Jim Rivera could win this fight easily. I I, I was torn a little bit because we were just talking about McGregor. He's you know it works for McGregor. And for some reason, like I was hooked right on when I saw Connor. And with this guy, with Petro Jan, I'm a little annoyed by him right now. But maybe fast forward in six months, like you said, if he's fighting for the title and he's talking all that good shit and he's backing it up, then maybe I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, wait a second. I actually like this guy because I do like trash talking. I like guys that talk shit. Not maybe Colby Covington stuff because uh, that's a little hacky. But if you mean it, then then I like it a lot. Um, so yeah, Petro Jan. Uh, it, it's tough to pick that high of a favorite, but yeah, I mean, and you're right. Jimmy Rivera is a great buy at that number. I mean, cause I mean, he's got a great record. He just, he's laid to make his last two fights. He got knocked up on rice. I believe he won the fight in between that from rice and the, uh, whatchamacallit. Who did he beat? He beat somebody in there and who did he get? John Dotson. He won the decision over John Dotson. So, yeah. So we're both on Petra Jan. And then now the three final fights of the night, this fight, just got put together. I mean, it's it's a fucking bar burner. I don't think anybody's going to... Anybody could... Uh, put all the money you have in your bank account to say this fight's going to fucking be awesome. It's Tony Ferguson, who's 24-3. and three. He is a minus 175 favorite versus Donald Dad. Cowboy Cerrone, 36-11. and 11. He's a plus 145 underdog. And who picks first here, bud? I've, I'm already lost track. Was this me or you? Uh- I'm not sure, but you can go ahead and okay. take it. I'll tell you what. This fight is so intriguing to me. I, I I used to be kind of weirded out by Tony Ferguson's weirdness, but then he embraces it, so then I embrace it. I think it's like endearing when he like calls himself out, like, yeah, I'm fucking crazy. Like I'm a weird guy. Then he wants some personal it's stuff funny. with with his with his wife and kid, and that's some real real time shit. Then you kind of gotta lay off him a little bit. Seems like he's he's back, he's healthy, he's training. Um, it's crazy the stories you hear about this guy, how he, he rehabbed his own fucking knee injury. He didn't do any of the rehab that they had scheduled for him. It's nuts. And then when he gets in there, he's a little sloppy, but he always gets it done. He's tough as nails. He's got a well-rounded game. He hits hard, very awkward boxing, very awkward kicking. Um, he'll jump for shit. His takedown defense is, is non-existent because he's so good on the ground. 
Then you got a guy like Cowboy Cerrone. Ever since his son was born, he's won every fight, right? And he's looked tremendous. His last fight against Ali Quinta, he talked about how he didn't really want to be there. And then he slowly put it together. And you you hear fighters in the past talk about that. Like, I just don't want to be there that night. Like, you know, Rashad Evans used to talk about it quite a bit. Like, they warm up. They're like, I don't have it tonight. But he looked good against a dangerous guy in Ali Quinta. When this fight got put together, I was I was blown away. Because Tony Ferguson, any of these guys could match up with anybody in the top five at 155 and be a bar burner. Cowboy won at the Connor fight, didn't happen. Tony won at the Khabib fight, but the, the, the personal stuff held back, so now he's got to take this fight. Cowboy, you know, being a father of a young child myself and seeing the performances, maybe it's because I forgot about Tony Ferguson because he, he hasn't fought in, in a little bit. But I like Cowboy Cerrone as an underdog. I like him at plus 145. I cannot bet against Dad Cowboy. And uh, I, I'm, going with, uh, I'm going with Cowboy. What do you think about that there, Devin? So this is where I start. I mean, this is a great card. This whole card, yeah. you know, some people might want to, you know, talk some shit. But this actually is a, a good card from top to bottom. Um, there's yeah, a lot is. of cl- a lot of close, a lot of really. Ever since the everybody's complaining about this whole ESPN thing. But they're, you know, I'm just super impressed. Yeah, they're all of their, all of their. All, it's not, you know, there's great pacing. It's not. Yeah, the pacing is unbelievable. Out. Yeah, it's it's you know I can I can go out to dinner after a card on Saturday. I'm so jealous of like you. You're three because you have a three hour time difference. <laughs> I used to when the Fox card started at ten. I'd I'd sleep for the first two fights and wake up just to catch the main event. Now they're ending at ten. And I'm in bed afterwards, but yeah, you're going out the fucking. What, what time the cards end over there? I guess for you, I guess seven. So this last one, I think, started at like five, and it ended at like eight. Wow, so. Dumb. And I'm from Miami. I, I grew up in Miami, and that's where you know I, I've, I've, I agree with you there, man. That the East Coast time zone just, you know, so it's, it's, it's now it's, that I'm out here on the West Coast, it's, right? It's yeah, it's brutal. It's, how long you been out in the West Coast? I know we're talking about this fight, but we'll get this out. How long you been out in the? You're in Washington, right? Washington State, Spokane, Washington, the Spokane, uh, home Washington. of Michael Chiesa. He's from Spokane Valley. There so you go. Yeah, up, he grew up about 20 minutes away from here. Um, I wish I could say he was my favorite fighter, but uh, I really like the Miami fighters, man. Yoel Romero, he's one of my favorite fighters. Yeah, we talked about Yoel. Yoel's great. You know, Jorge Masvidal. Yeah, that's another one of my guys. His, his, I grew up watching those backyard fights. I know him. Him and Ro- I, I followed his career for a while, and I was never like a huge fan. I mean, I appreciated what he did, but when he was on Rogan, and I just saw how real he was, like that's who he is, mm-hmm. and he's smart and, he, and he's intelligent, and like people write him off because it's just the way he acts. But he's great. All right, so we'll, we'll get all that later. But let's All get right. to. I like let's Cowboy. Yeah. All right. You like Cowboy. I like um, – so Tony Ferguson's on a, a crazy run. Yeah. Like he just – he like you said, he's he's he comes out wild. He doesn't care if you take him down because his jiu-jitsu is ridiculous. His elbows from the bottom are – his elbows, period, are ridiculous. Yeah. His stand-up's kind of awkward. He does have – I think he has the longest reach in the 155-pound division. He is a shorter fighter against Donald Cerrone. Um, Donald Stroni does like to use that head kick a lot. Tony is susceptible to being hit, and he gets like in the Anthony Pettis fight, he gets rocked, and somehow, some way, he's just able to boom, turn it back on. And yeah, like he he, get, he gets put on his back, and he's like, Oh shit, we're fighting! Like, yeah, he's he, a freak, you know, that like that gets him, that gets him, that gets him in it. He has a crazy wrestling pedigree, crazy jujitsu, 
his stand-up is i've never been too impressed with it but like he somehow he always starts putting it he starts putting it together he's both of these fighters have one thing in common to me the later the fight goes on the better they get cowboy's a slow starter tony might be a little bit of a quicker starter um tony has a gas tank for fucking years this guy could fight me you could be even 20 other people right even though i would even though i would favor could be for that fight but yeah he would fight Khabib and probably not be tired after and want to run it back right um ever since that mike perry fight with cowboy i love mike perry he's another dude that reps florida he's, my, he's orlando guy right yep orlando yeah. um ever since that fight i actually picked against cerrone he pulled that arm bar out of nowhere, and there's that I, that iconic picture of him. Oh, you know. Mm-hmm. Ever ever since he ever since he became a dad, though, man, there's just like it. That shit lit a fire under his ass, and he seems like you know he seems like one of those guys where he's like, now I got a kid, I got to really man up, and and you know I got to stop fucking around, and I got to start making some money. And he went, he's on a tear. Cowboys on a tear. Tony's on a tear. They're both on a tear. This you know, it it's it's like. I, I it's a, it's a it's a really really hard pick. My gut is telling me that Tony should win this fight, but my heart says Donald Cowboy. You got to go with Bad Cowboy because I told myself ever since I had my Perry fight, I will never pick against Cowboy, <laughs> even if he fights Khabib and I love Khabib. Right. I will always I will always go with Bad Cowboy until he's not even fighting in the UFC anymore. Even if he goes on a BJ Penn run, I will right. still pick Cowboy. Oh, God, going that. Cowboy. Uh, cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that that's a that's a tough fight to pick right there, it, and I agree with everything you said. Cowboys was, was the guy who was like, "I'll fight every weekend, whatever." I mean, he's fighting. I think seventeen days is the exact date, or maybe thirty days or something since his last fight against Iaquinta. He never asked for anything. He's like, "Let me just let me just fight again, right?" Now he's like, "I want that belt. I'm a dad now. I need all this money I'm making, all this shit. That's cool, but I'm gonna need that belt to show my little man here." He's mm-hmm. tough to bet against. And yeah, I'm just worried about because Tony's going to get head kicked in this fight. He's going to yep. get dropped at some point. What happens after that? I mean, Donald is a good finisher, but I don't think if he goes to the ground with Tony, it's, it's he's because I mean, Donald's jujitsu is good too. It's a really tough fight to pick. You're a smart guy for picking Cowboy. Um, I like that pick. I thought I was going to sneak that one up in you because a lot of people love Tony. I love Tony. El Kukui. Uh, he's he's great, but I just you I mean the dad thing with Cowboy. There's something about it, and and I like the number next to his name too at plus one forty five. So we're riding we're riding the Cowboy train, Dad Cowboy. All right, co-main event time for the flyweight title. You got Valentina Shevchenko, who is a minus fourteen hundred favorite. She's 1,400 across the board against Jessica I, an Ohio girl, who is fourteen and six. She is plus. 245, 250 other places as well. So she's the biggest underdog against the biggest favorite for the flyweight title. Co-main event time. Uh, Devin, you go ahead and pick first. Who do you like in this fight? All right, man. So I'm going to have to go with Jessica Evil. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, um, uh, you know, I don't think that many of these 125-pound women have much for Valentina Shevchenko. I really, really – she's one of my favorite fighters, and I'm not just saying that because I'm – it's it's i'm not a bandwagoner i just right. you know i appreciate technical skills i appreciate i i appreciate what she brings to the table i i always like to watch her fight she's just so technical you saw what she did to amanda nunez i i think that she should have won that fight um that second fight right um but and she's so and you see the size difference between them two valentina is just she's her her Thai boxing is just you know her Thai kickboxing her her Muay Thai is just so it's just so 
next level. Now, Jessica, I could get in there and get scrappy with her, you know, and and do something. But I just think Valentina, her, she just, it's not even just her kickboxing. You saw, you know, you saw what you did to that one. I don't even remember her name, the Brazilian woman, tomato candor, yeah. um, just, you know, took her down and gave her some really, really nasty elbows. Right. Now she does the same thing as Chikagian with the, ha, ha, right. with every strike. But I feel like Valentina's mean something. Right. Um, and I, I can't, you know, I, he, the numbers don't lie, man. They're, those numbers are there for a reason. Now, it is a crazy, crazy number next to Jessica I. And if you wanted to be one of those dirtbags and put 100 bucks on it and cash the heck out, um, you, you could, but your chances are, um, your chances are mm, yeah. plus 745. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so, it's, so those are your chances. <laughs> right. If I had a few cocktails in Vegas, I would, and she's from Ohio and I'm from, you know, she's from Cleveland, I'm from Cincinnati. So I'd be like, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah. That's just a, but it, for the sane minded, from the sober minded, um, I've been in the same training room as Jessica. I FYI, no big deal. Many, many cool. years ago before the UFC, she came down, she was dating a guy from, or we had a Cincinnati gym and a Dayton gym. Dayton's about, you know, an hour away, 45 minutes from Cincinnati. She was dating a guy down there. They came down, long story short, or long story long. It was the beginning of her career. And she was a nice enough girl and everything like that. Um, but she, in my opinion, she hasn't gotten any better from the day I saw her till now. She's very tough. She's very scrappy. She gets in there. She trains with Stipe's guys. They, they got to go camp up there in Strong Style in Cleveland. But she, I mean, she lost four fights in a row. And now she's won two fights in a row, and she she gets a title shot because there's no one else to fight Shevchenko. There's just no one else. The UFC gave her this title fight because they're like, oh, you want to fight Shevchenko? Because no one fucking else does. Here, <laughs> fight her, please. We need to book it. Um, and that's essentially what it is. I mean, she's a lamb going to slaughter. I hate saying that things bad about someone that uh, is from Ohio and is a fighter and all that stuff, but I just I don't see any redeeming qualities. And you're right, Shevchenko's like perfect. She's never out of position. Her kicks nope. are perfect. Her when she throws a kick, she puts her hands back up. She never just throws an empty kick. She's perfect. Her stand up is perfect. She's dangerous right. on the ground now. She's strong. She travels the world with her fucking sister to try to train everywhere. I mean, they go everywhere and train together. They're always learning. Um, she looked a great against Joanna when they fought for 125. Her last fight out. Um, I like Valentina big. I mean, the crate. I mean, I hate when Vegas puts lines like this because I'm like, come on, it's MMA. Anything can happen. But this is a line where you're like, okay, that makes sense because I think Jessica I is just a warm body in there to give to give this thing a the, you know a shot. I mean, no offense to Jessica I, I've seen her fight live two or three times, I believe, and she's won two out of the three, but she's not getting any better. And you're you're fighting a buzzsaw on Sochenko, uh, so I'm taking Sochenko too. That's a no brainer. Now the main event time. This is I think we're gonna differ on this. I think, I don't know. We'll see where you go. But the main event, I'm very excited about this. I love both these guys. We have Henry Cejudo, who is 14 and 2. He's a minus 110. Small favorite. It's a pick 'em fight against Marlon Marais, who is 22 and 5 and 1. He is a minus 120. I'm going to, I think I pick first, right? Did you pick first last yes, time? Yes, you do. Okay. It's you. So I tell you what, I love this fight so much. I love that. It, they're not running Dillashaw back. That was the rumor. They need to open up 135. Marlon Marais is a beast. He's he's knocking everyone out. This guy deserves the shot. Former world champion outside of the UFC. Trains with Edgar. Trains in Jersey. Um, I mean, the guy. The guy's unbelievable. He truly is. He's he's an incredible marvel. 
Come in Henry Cejudo, a guy that when he came in the UFC, he wore his gold trunks. I knew about his wrestling days. He came in and I was like, who the fuck is this big guy or this big headed guy with floppy hair coming in with these gold trunks, you know, and then he didn't even wrestle his UFC debut. He was fucking boxing dudes up. And I said, well, what the fuck's going on? So then I became a huge fan of his. And then he started being kind of the cringe movement. He's like real cringy because he's kind of awkward. Then he leaned into it. And he goes, hashtag cringe Cejudo or whatever it is. He's hitting on the fucking Bella Twins or whatever whatever those girls are from the WWE. He's shooting a shot with them. I saw him at Atlanta and fucking he's flexing to the crowd. Everyone's running up to him and hugging him. And like, like fan favorite. Like people love this guy. I love this performance against Dillashaw. I thought he looked great. Um, I'm glad this fight happened. I'm glad they made this fight. I know Dillashaw had the EPO stuff, so he eliminated himself. This makes sense. Hopefully, Cejudo, if they're going to close down 125, close it down. Let Cejudo take 135 over if that's what he wants to do. Marlon Marais, again, tough, tough dude. Strong, taller, muscular, doesn't get tired. Has better, I think, better overall striking than Cejudo. But I'm going Cejudo, going for the champ champ. I like Henry Cejudo in this, and I think he's going to finish the fight. I think he's going to win by some kind of finish. I'm assuming TKO. But I'm going out of limb, and, I, and I'm taking Cejudo. So who do you like, Devin? I'm going to – so Uh-oh. Uh-oh. this is a hard pick. This is a hard it's pick. Tough. Um, it's tough. Because I didn't pre-pick any of these. Right. I'm going, I'm like, I'm, I'm going by what my first gut thought is because if I plan and took a bunch of notes, then I would be second-guessing. No. Yeah. I didn't do any of that. For some reason, I have just been a crazy Henry Cejudo fan. He does the whole cringudo thing. Yeah. I, I get it. He's he is cringy. He is he cringy. Is. He is he is as big headed as they come. He, <laughs> Says huge. He he, he he embraces the fuck out of being a UFC champion. I love. I mean, it. you've got people like Rose, where she's like, I'm, you know, which which really breaks my heart. Right. Because you've heard me say I love Rose. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, you got people like Rose where they're like, you know, she God, hated being the champion. Right. She was like it a was, real, I, that. That broke my heart too when she said that. It kills me because I don't think the rematch is coming, and right. I don't even want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but back to Henry. Um, so Henry and Marlon Moraes, I do think that Marlon Moraes is very, very, very dangerous. He probably should win this fight. If you asked any other MMA fan, anyone that that really watches it, that's into it like we are, you you and I are the only ones that probably would pick Henry for this fight. Um, I'm surprised that the that the betting line is where it is because I feel like Marlon should be a little bit more favored. Um, I, I thought he'd be like two to one, um, but for for some reason Henry just he's comes out with that karate stance. He's, they call him Mini Machida. He has that karate stance. He's in and out. He's super super fast. He is people people would say Demetrius Johnson was a fast fighter, but I. Demetrius Johnson, when he was running through everybody like a like the buzzsaw that he is, I I think Henry at this moment is the faster fighter. Um, I think if they were to run that fight back, DJ and Henry, I think Henry beats him way worse than he than he won the first time. I think if they ran it back and did a round a second time around, I think Henry would probably do him like he did TJ. Um, I just think Henry is like leveling up every fight. He's he's fast. He's got the crazy 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 wrestling pedigree he was the youngest american olympian he was a gold medalist and the youngest to ever do it um he's 
he's just an incredible athlete. If he he's if he wins this fight, he probably should deserve to be number two pound for pound. I think he actually steps in front of John Jones if he wins this fight, um, and he becomes a double champion. I think he has what it takes. His wrestling's there. Even if he just, you know, I don't want to say this, but even if he just wrestles Marlon Marais and, you know, and, and ekes him out in a decision, I think Henry can do that to him. And I also think Henry can be fast enough to tag him on the feet and then take him down and then put him in a place where he doesn't want to be. Um, Marlon Marais does have really, really nasty stand-up. If you look at the dude, he's freaking bricked up. He's powerful. He, he trains out of a great camp. He, he calls Frankie Edgar his older brother. You know he you know he comes from a great camp. Um but I, for some reason, I just have to go with Henry. I just I feel like he's gonna just he just keeps leveling up, and he's 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 got no roof. He's just gonna keep going and going and going. And I'm going Henry, man. Yeah, it's it's tough. It was a tough fight for me to pick as well. I I I I've been up and down. My good buddy who I watched the fight with, he can't stand Cejudo. And I said, listen, he I know he's cringy and he's awkward and stuff, but he's leaning into it. He's embracing it. He knows it. It's not like he thinks he's like some cool guy. Like he knows what he's doing. And my buddy's like, no, I still. So every time my buddy and I watch, he bets against Cejudo, and I rack up cash because I'm I'm always betting Cejudo. I I, I like the guy. Um, Morais has never really fought like a. Tr- I mean, no one's ever fought at 135 a wrestler like Henry because you know he's Olympic gold medal. He's he's, I mean, he's world class. So Marlon hasn't. I mean, besides Aljo, who he knocked out in like a minute, and I guess Jimmy Rivera, who's a little bit of a grappler, but he also knocked him out really quick as well. He's never fought a guy that's really going to attack him grappling wise. I think Cejudo's going to come out aggressive again. He looked ripped up in the before the TJ Dillashaw fight. I mean, oh, yeah. ripped up. He'll come in looking at... He looked big at, in Atlanta. I'm telling you, I outweigh him probably... I mean, he probably weighs like 140. I weigh him by like 120 pounds. And this fucking dude had... A, the, the, his head was twice the size of mine. But he was yoked. Like, he looked good in Atlanta. And that was months months ago. I mean, that was a, you know, a month ago in April. So I think he's going to come in in incredible shape. I thought you were going Marais. You mentioned Marais earlier in this interview. I thought you were going to go Marais, but we're on the we're on the Cejudo train, and I, I can't fault you there. Um, I'm going to ask you because we got three fights that we differ on, right? So there's only three three fights that can break our tie. It, you know, if 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 a lot of these add up. So if you have notes or if you know the card or whatever in front of you, I want you to give me your lock of the night, and you'll get two points if you get it right. Block of the night. It could be it could be underdog. It could be favorite. Yeah, whatever. What any fight of the card, the guy, the guy or gal that you're like guaranteed win, and um, you'll only get one point if you pick Shachenko though. Because I mean, come on. I was actually not going to pick her, and I was going to pick Tatiana Suarez. Yep, there you go. So Devin's lock of the night is Tatiana Suarez. I got you marked down there. So that'd be two points if she gets it right, or if you get it right. Excuse me, if she wins the fight. And that's a good pick. I'm not going to pick that one. Um, my lock of the night is going to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to go Cowboy Cerrone. My lock of the night. I'm going underdog lock of the night. Shit. That's crazy. But the dad thing, bro. I can't. You can't. Yeah. I can't. As a father, and, and 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 just when he brings his son into the cage, I got a little mm-hmm. girl, but. With the cowboy outfit and everything, I'm like, well, come on. Yeah, I mean, that's why I want to be a fighter. So I could fucking have my daughter in the cage. But, you know, I lost. That never happened. So that's it. So we differ. And I'm going to tally this up. I will be home. I'm leaving Friday for vacation. And then I'll be home. So I'll catch these live. And then this will be up on, you'll be listening to this on the, uh, on probably the Thursday before. the. So what is that? The 6th? Yeah, June 6th, I'll probably put this up. 
So awesome. it's been fun, buddy. We'll definitely do this again. That was a lot of fun. You know your shit. And uh, thanks for listening to the podcast, man. You're a cool dude. And uh, I appreciate it. I'll let you know. I'll text you when things go up. And then obviously I'll keep score of, of everything because I got everything written down on the paper. So we'll see what we do. And we'll do this again, man. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, man, it was definitely a blast. I had I had a great time. You know, we've been talking for a while. You're you are one of my. Yeah, I listen to you all the time, man. As soon as you as soon as you upload something, um, tuning in immediately. I really like I really like your perspective. I like your honesty, and I, I we we agreed on a lot of stuff. We um, do. We we yeah. We had a lot of similar picks. That's awesome. Well, next card we'll do. We'll we'll fucking we'll we'll think of something because I think we'll have a lot of similar picks almost every card. So I'll think of something to, to kind of break that up. But, man, that was awesome you coming on. Thank you for saying all those nice words, and um, I'll talk to you in a bit, all right? Oh, thank you so much, all man. Right. I'll be texting you throughout the card. Cool, buddy. I'll see you. Thank you. Bye. See you.